Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about The Little Mermaid, the animated classic from about 25, 30... Oh, wait, no, the live-action <laughs> film from yesterday that I saw it, or this week. Uh, yes, the brand-new Disney adaptation. They've been doing a lot of these. Uh, yeah. We'll get to it. But anyway, we're going to get this thing going. Hey, everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, and as always, I will give you a spoiler warning. We will spoil The Little Mermaid. Um, it, <laughs> the plot the plot points are nearly identical to the animated one. So if you still, if you have somehow not seen that, then um, true. Sp- spoiler warning. Um, but again, I was with Hyde and he hadn't seen it. So you never know. It's possible. Th- those people exist. Um, but yeah. we won't spoil it until we get to the review. So you are safe for the next uh, 35, 40 minutes or so. And then... yeah review time but first dylan news what you got all right so i'll start off with the best one in my opinion we got our first full trailer for barbie oh Um, yes apparently the last two weren't but uh the first one that first one was definitely a teaser yeah but then i thought that last one was kind of like that was that's not a full trailer um no this is the main minutes no this is the main one um uh, but okay. this one had this one like finally told us what the what the movie's about. It seems you know, okay. And that um, Barbie is uh, experiencing some like I guess like glitches. You know something yeah. something's wrong in Barbie Land. Her feet are flat now, and she has to choose to go back to go to the real world. And um, it seems that Mattel is hunting her down. Um, once she's there, this movie looks uh, great. There's still a lot of surprises, um, but I like that they showed a lot more of like what the humor style will be, yes, and um, what the aesthetics of like the real world because it's not all in Barbie Land. I assume that's like not most of the movie, you know, but that's all yeah. we've seen so far. But um, I liked her choosing like the red pill, blue pill with the high heel and the Birkenstock, the, the flat feet. Wait, first of all, did you get this in front of Little Mermaid or no? no I I got so I got a Barbie trailer, but not this one. I got hey. the last one. Yeah, I was really hoping for this one too, but I didn't get it. Um, I know, disappointing. But yeah, um, and then I liked the there's a there's one point in the trailer where she's talking to an old woman like on a bench. Um, yes, and like I didn't know this, but the internet had to tell me. But that's that's um, Barbara something who is like the original Barbie. She's the daughter of the woman Ruth who created Barbie. She sure. she modeled Barbie after her own daughter. So okay. that's like the OG Barbie. And um, that's cool. She says she says in that that humans only have one ending, but ideas live forever. I thought that was pretty like sweet considering that's pretty like cool. the history. But the theory is Michael that maybe she's a Barbie who left, um, who left Barbie Land at some point, and she lives in the real world now. Started aging, you know. Right. Um, Interesting. Okay. But I like I like the theme. The theme is like clearly mortality. I think Barbie's probably like immortal in Barbie Land. Um, yes. Like physically, I would assume. Because um, she says, plastic. Like, "Do you guys ever think about dying?" Yeah. Um, and then it, I get. I'm assuming she starts aging and has like a more temporary life outside. But I don't know. It, it seems like it's gonna make. It, it's like gonna at least attempt to make us feel a little bit. I'm excited for that. You know. I, yeah, I think it looks really, really good. I'm super excited about it. Um, I hope we don't get many more trailers. Yeah, I'd be fine with this being the last one, but I feel like we'll get one more, maybe. Yeah, a final trailer. Final trailer, yeah. Um, which we'll get to next. But oh. I think I think it's gonna be like the typical like saccharine, like life short. Um Of course. Like live every day to the to the fullest like situation. But I don't know. I'm ex- I like the idea of like telling kids that they're gonna die one day or like, you know, like <laughs> yes. reminding them of that. I love I love that in the kids' movie. It's, um, it, you yeah. know, they got to know. They got to learn something. Yeah. yeah, it's time to know. Smart no more. Um, speaking of final trailers, Michael. Yes. Um. Oh, wait. Also, wait. Back to Barbie. The soundtrack, it's lit. They it's so good. So, so many good artists. I pre-ordered the vinyl. There's like okay. eight eight variants, Michael. I, I, I really struggled with it. I went with the Barbie store exclusive one, but there was like, there was a million. It, it was a struggle. I want you to uh-huh. know. I mean... Um, Good. You're gonna get it too, Michael's. After he sees the movie, he's gonna be compelled to also uh, order it. You'll the see. Barbie vinyl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get the um, uh, Mondo one. Oh, they haven't shown that yet. Maybe they're. 
That's a good idea. I should have waited. I'll, right. I'll get the Waxwork Records one. <laughs> also, I'm a big fan. Okay. There's two mystery tracks, too. They're hiding some music, Michael. Who's it going to be? We'll so, see. The, so did they pay Aqua, do you think, to get the song? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're... Oh, was Barbie Girl in there? I didn't look. Yeah, Barbie Girl's... It's a remix with Nicki Minaj and um, someone else. But okay. it's a... It's like a couple verses added to it, but it's it's that song, yeah. Okay. So all's right in the world. I think they got bullied into putting that song in the movie. You have to. But I think this is gonna take out the like sexual forces. I I hope Aqua got paid because I really like Aqua. It's still their song and it's still like credited. I would hope so. That'd be crazy right. if they did. They're still out here trying to make music, or they just recently got back together. So we'll see. Oh really? Interesting. Yep. Okay, so you mentioned the final trailer. I did. We got one in the form of the Flash. Um, <sighs> as a reminder, this comes out June sixteenth, right around the corner. Not this Very Friday, soon. but the one after that. Yeah. Um, still endless hype and buzz online. Apparently, it's amazing. We'll see. Um, they need to stop uh, with that because it's making me less excited. Now you hate it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm over. I'm, I think I've, I feel like we've remixed this trailer enough times that I'm I'm all right. I don't need to see it again. I agree. I agree with that. And I agree with the overhype. Like, I think my boiling point was when Tom Cruise was talking about it. And I'm like, okay, you have nothing to do with this. Like, you know, right. It's so transparent that they're paying people to send a tweet about it. But right. I don't know. I'm hoping two things can be true and that it is also just good, you know, but, but we'll see the trailer. Um, I think like Michael said, it doesn't offer too much new, it has just like, expanding it, on some existing things you've seen already. Yeah, and it's the most action-heavy one. Um, it's hard to say. Like, I, I know everything that's going to happen in this movie. I feel like I, I, I'll, I'll be happy to be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But it seems like Barry's going to save his mom, break the timeline, and then and and have to let her die and restore the timeline. Mm-hmm. And that's the movie. Yeah, um, that's it. That's the tweet. Uh, <laughs> that's what it seems like. Um, so I'm hoping there's like more surprises, but I will. I mean, the one thing I maintain is that the, like visually it looks pretty cool. The, I like how vibrant it is. You know, some of the Mar- these Marvel movies are afraid to be colorful and vibrant, and they look kind of muddy. And this one looks really like comic booky to me. So it does. So I mean, That's... I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm just tired of hearing of how great this movie is going to be. I know. I feel like it's been coming out for like, I mean, literally we've been talking about it for years, but it's just. I feel and like also, it's been in the conversation too much for the last few years. And also with the whole gun verse nonsense, like we don't even know what this is amounting to. It better reveal a new Batman at the end. That's all I'm saying. It's Tom Come Cruise. Now. Tom Cruise Batman. Oh, yeah. And the movie's by Stephen King. Yes. They've That's been telling it. us the whole time. Because he also tweeted about it. So he did. I don't know. Yeah. Would you watch, would you be excited for a Stephen King Batman movie? Not starring uh, Tom Cruise. A really like if he scripted it. I I can't even fathom what that would be like. A Stephen yeah, King superhero either. film. He, I mean, Dark Tower is as close as you're gonna get to it. Like That's he's like Firestarter, right? That's kind of. I guess so. Superpowers, superpowers, but like, yeah, yeah I think. It, the later Dark Tower novels are as close as you're going to get to superhero stuff. I mean, they do have Doctor Doom in them, so there is that. But spoilers for Dark Tower 6. So there's a precedent. Dark Tower 5, sorry. Yes, there's a precedent. And Stephen King does like Superman at the very least. He makes comic book references in, in his books all the time. So yes, of course hey. I would read it. I'm calling it now. He's going to write the script for the Batman movie. <laughs> Bat- so they Batman, said who is Batman in Castle Rock, Maine, with a with, mean, a, with a Maine Pennywise, accent. Joker, come on, it's like Aya, Aya, they're all the same. Okay, anyway, uh, <laughs> some more video game news or uh, first video game news. Spider Man Two. This is the yes, um, you know the PS4 Spider Man games. They did Spider Man, then Miles Morales. Now we're getting Spider Man Two, which has both of them together. We got our first like full gameplay trailer and a little Craven themed cinematic one. Yes. Um, the Craven one was kind of cool. Just showed like a guy. It was neat, actually. Yeah, it looked it looked really good. And then um it, it was very teasery. It's just like a guy uh 
being taken out by Craven, and then Craven's like, I'm going to New York to hunt down these people. And then it's like the big cast of the of the last games, like Black Cat and Prowler and right. Spider-Man, obviously, Miles. Um so it looks like he's gonna be the big bat of the game. Does that excite you, Michael? Or uh, I mean, I, I thought the trailer, I, th- I thought the, the cinematic bit actually looked pretty cool. So typically I don't care for cinematic trailers all that much in games because that's not the game. That's yeah. I mean, I, I historically when I, even when I worked at GameStop, that's not, I didn't, I didn't vibe with non it's just a hype thing. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, I look, I know it's going to have cool villains and whatever. I just, I want to see gameplay and see what the game is like. Um, well, we got that as well. We did. And that was cool too. Yeah, we got lots of symbiote action uh, with Spider-Man. It looks like he's uh, they're doing the the classic symbiote storyline. He's like he's losing it a little bit. He's angry. He's aggro. Um, I think we're gonna get some Peter V. Miles uh, like situ- storylines. I guess yes. I don't know. It, look, it definitely um, looked that way. But it look it looks like a cool way to like refresh the gameplay because there's like tentacles and I don't know. Miles can glide now and. I don't know. There's like there's new mechanics that seem pretty. They glide fun. now. Miles has like squirrel wings, kind of. He can like fly through. The I, city. I was doing it's a Star cool. Wars, Dylan. I'm sorry. It was oh, a really my bad. bad. My bad. I'm sorry. I was doing they fly now, but they glide now. That was that was too far removed for me. I know. I, Look, I, I have to be honest. I'll, I'll do it again, and we'll just insert it back in. It's fine, and then we'll laugh and pretend it was brand new. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think I think it looks good, man. Um, I did, so, but yeah. I did not play the first one though. Because oh. I have a PS4 and I just still I never play it. It's in my second bedroom. It's my Blu-ray player in my second bedroom. Maybe it's time. Maybe, Maybe it's time, Michael. And the Miles one. Play the Miles one. Well, I, I prefer Miles. I, I mean, I have my Miles shoes right over here. I mean, here, we but... know you're a Miles fan. I got my Miles Morales custom painted Chuck Taylors right here. It says Bendis on the back of one and Pacelli on the other side. <laughs> I got oh, those made a long time Michael ago. on the other ones. <laughs> BMB. Um, um, by the way, Spider-Man game looks fun. It looks uh, good, excited. man. I, I'm, I think I'm it should have been two-player, Michael. I think it could have been. This could have been the co-op one with both I, of them in it. So why aren't they? Like, Because people hate that. And it's I feel like it's a lot harder to that? make a game. It's so frustrating. There was a really good mm, Shattered Dimensions. On PS3 and 360, Spider-Man Shadow Dimensions was was multiplayer, and that one was really good. But it was local, local only. No, I didn't know that was multiplayer. I'm, That's cool. I'm sure there was more, but like, um, I might I might be getting the game wrong, but it's there was one on the on in that era, PS3 360 that had multiplayer, local multiplayer, and it was so cool. I think there's just been so many instances of developers like sacrificing something else in the name of adding multiplayer or like adding it as an afterthought and not really like building it into the game you know yeah um like the avengers game or something i think people have just been soured on it but i think there's like a path forward michael you can have two things but well that used to be very common in games you would have both not it's not just a multiplayer game or just a single player game and that just seems to be not how game design is going these days but they want 70 dollars. yeah now it's god of war or fortnite that's it those are the two speeds. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on to more Spider-Man. Uh, we got some early reactions to Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse um, coming out this week. For those that don't know, very excited. Um, people are calling it better than the first, Michael. I believe it. It's impossible, but I, I, I believe it as well. Um, they're saying it's a masterpiece, a work of art. Wow. Um, there's okay. a lot of standouts for Gwen. People really were really liking Gwen in this one, that she got like some more time to shine. Um and you know what? That's and, okay with me because, like, so the the um everybody talking about how great it is is okay now because I haven't been hearing it for weeks and weeks. Like I've been hearing about Flashpoint or the Flash, excuse me. Yeah, that's true. It's time for the hype machine to start, like right before the movie comes out. That makes exactly. more sense to me. It just doesn't feel like damage control when if it's not so early. You know what I mean? Right. Um. It's like, what are you hiding? <laughs> um. It's great. <laughs> We also got a little, this is like maybe a minor spoiler, so you could like skip ahead a little bit if you care. Um, but there was a TV spot with what I thought was like a cool spoiler for the movie. Is it a spoiler, yeah. do you think? This little um, tw- this tweet. 
I don't think so. I, I mean, some people might call it a spoiler. It's a cameo, and you could consider it a spoiler. So skip ahead a little bit. But it's a uh, it features Spot, who's the villain who can travel between dimensions, um, popping into the Mrs. Chen's convenience store from the Venom movies. Um, <laughs> and I feel like that's like the perfect way to tie in the Venom Venom verse. You know, like a, a quick little a little Mrs. Chen uh, uh, cameo. Um, I mean, true. That that is cool, but that tells you that they can cross over with um anything at that point, right? So that's cool. Well, that okay. That's my question here. So does that open the door for Tom Holland? Well, I thought, like, I was thinking if Tom Holland appeared in this, that he would be animated, uh-huh. or like Tobey Maguire. But right. like this, this reveal of the scene means like that that would just be like a Roger Rabbit situation with like. <laughs> I like that better. <sighs> It's so stupid, but it doesn't like, make sense to me. It fits. It fits to me. They're in the animated verse, but like we're seeing like hundreds of spiders, and like they're all animated. So like, right? Why but then, but then that means just... we could never get that miles in our universe because like we just have like a a Roger Rabbit walking around in the MCU. Yeah, you're right. It can be a different miles, but like it's just there happens to not be any other live action Peters in the. Like you know, mm-hmm. thousands of spider people. Maybe this seeing. is how maybe this is how twenty ninety nine finds out about the non animated stuff. You know, they maybe that's a plot point in the movie. I doubt it. I doubt that little scene is a plot point in the movie like that. But maybe that's you know what they're building to. Yeah, maybe you never know. Probably not. It'd be cool if they like visualize them in like a little because you know how they have like the whole branches of reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like a separate branch where it's like all animated. Like that would like make sense to me. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, another reality hopping uh, universe colliding movie is Deadpool 3, which is features, as we know, Deadpool joining the MCU. But he's also joined by Hugh Jackman, which is confirmed. <laughs> but some reliable scoopers, Michael. Um, the scoopers? The you know I love the scoopers. Can we get some toast is the name of this one. Oh, you um, already know. They said that not only will Hugh Jackman be in it, but also Halle Berry, Famke Jensen, and James Marsden, aka the original four X Men from X Men One. Right. Because back then there were only four X Men. But um, does this and Halle Berry also has white hair right now, so it's it, it, it tracks, you know. Okay. Um, is this something you care to see, or are you like meh? Just do Hugh Jackman. I, Where do you stand on this? Okay, so. I think I'm gonna have the 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 lamer take of I don't really think it sells the movie to have the OG X Men cast in there. I don't think that helps me. That doesn't help me get more excited. I like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but I'm super fine just moving on. You know. Yeah. I'm. I. I think it's time to just move forward. I feel the same way. I don't want to be like a curmudgeon, but like i don't even think hugh jackman should be in this to be honest i thought logan was like the perfect ending yes and they never these characters never get that so it's just and i know it's been years but it's just like we don't have to dig up everything i i don't like the idea of reminding everyone of these movies right when you're about to launch the new x-men you know right um, it's weird what if one of them's not as good what if james marston is better than the next cyclops and it's like well, well he was just in a movie a year ago like you know i, I Right. It seems weird to me, but I know it'll be fun, at least, I, I feel like. Um, I mean, th- it's going to be fun. It'll be better than Deadpool 2, I think. I would almost prefer if they treated them just as like a joke and not like a big like farewell to the... Oh, like a... What are you guys X-Men doing here? Universe. I thought, th- I thought we were done with this, you know, type of a thing. They probably will treat it like a joke, right? I'm sure it'll be a joke in some respect, but I, I hope it's not like seen... Or engineered to be like a goodbye, you know, because we've done that oh. so many times. You know what I mean yeah. by that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, like a, a a farewell, a big farewell to Halle Berry. It's like we've said bye to her so many times. I'm and good, Pumka Jensen. But yeah. I don't know. I'm probably I'm just being like grafty about it. I'm no, over, I'm, I'm like no, overly protective of X Men. But... I'm I'm with you there. I I I am on the same uh, place as you on that one for sure. But my news ends with this Deadpool 3 scoop. Okay, well, let's hear about that live sale. 
I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And we're going to get to my news. But right before we do that, we're going to talk about our picks of the week. My pick of the week is from IDW Comics, Catfight number one. It's a fam- intergenerational cat burglar family. Um, I read the, uh, the the what do you call it, the preview uh, a month and a half ago. It was really, really good. So I'm looking forward to this new series. Nice. Um, yes. Mine is the DC Pride Anthology this is a oversized um $10 issue, bunch of cool covers. Um nice. Lots of cool stories. Grant Morrison's story, you know, um queer creators, queer characters. It's it's pretty good. Fantastic. Um okay, on to my news. Um I also have some video game news this week. Um Dylan, are you familiar with Remedy Entertainment? Do you know what games nope. they made? Okay. They made um most famously they made um Max Payne. Okay. Which is a PS2 game and whatnot, um, and everything else from that era. And then they made some other things, uh, but they made a game. Their follow-up to Max Payne 2 was seven years later. Um, well, sorry. Okay. They they made the people that made Max Payne worked at Rockstar, I should say. So Max Star Max Max Payne is a Rockstar game. However, okay. the people that made Max Payne quit and made Remedy Entertainment. Got um, it. Okay. Their first game was a game called Alan Wake which I loved. I really, really liked that first Alan Wake game. There was a sequel that was like, not a true sequel called Alan Wake American Nightmares. You ever play Alan Wake, Dylan? No. So it's a horror game where you play as a writer uh, who was on his, uh, on a retreat to write his book. Okay. Um, Some stuff happens. His family disappears. He wakes up. The world's all dark. And he keeps finding pages from a book he wrote that he can't remember writing. And so you're going through this game fighting all these shadow monsters because the game is all about um, darkness and whatnot. And that you're safe as long as you're in the light. So the game has like a, a hiding mechanic where like you'll, you'll be in underneath a street light and you'll see the one in the future in, you know, in the distance, it's like 50 yards away and you have to sprint and conserve your battery life on your, your uh, flashlight or whatever. It was a very cool concept. Very fun game. I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, that was in, but that was in 2010. It was a while. While ago, they haven't done much. They did. Oh, they did control uh, recently. They helped out with control. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I played that. Yeah, they didn't make it, but they helped out with it. They developed it. Um. Anyway, Alan Wake Two, um, just got announced yesterday. Uh, didn't know it was in development, and the big news today is that it is. There's a trailer, um, of the game too. That's not what I'm here to talk about, though. What's interesting. Is I would call this a triple A title. This is a big title. It's going to be digital only. Oh, okay. Um, and not seventy dollars. Because if if we alluded to it earlier, um, we talked about that is a shift in the gaming market right now. Is triple A developers are pushing for the games to be seventy dollars instead of sixty dollars, which is historically what they cost. Right. Um. And and if you go back and look at new release games all the way back as the Nintendo 64 $60 was the price the games have been $60 for a long time um, okay I also have always thought that it's ridiculous that digital games and physical games are the same price but regardless um, so this has been announced as a digital only game and they have a press release you know talking about why and the reasons how do you feel about that Dylan about like did, where do you what do you buy primarily? Do you buy digital or do you buy physical? Only digital. Yes, me too. I I have bought a handful of Switch cartridges, but that's because they're relatively cheap and they just go in the bag, and I'm not worried about it. But discs, I have not bought a game disc. Oh, in like 
over five or six years. I've bought only one game disc for Xbox One, and it's Rock Band 4. Because I needed the adapter that came with it. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have bought the, the digital Rock Band. I mean, being able to share is nice, but... How often do you realistically do that. do that anymore? <laughs> yeah. Like, so I mean, I used to do that when I was, you know, a teenager. But like, same. I don't know. Like, I get it. I I I know there are people that are like, oh, I share games, and I'm good. For, I'm good. I'm glad you you share your games. I don't. I I don't also. I also don't like to borrow people's games. I don't like. I don't like to borrow people's anything because I take forever to get to it. So I, I'm about it. So the digital copy is going to be sixty bucks instead of seventy bucks for the standard physical release. So interesting and probably I think where um where you know GameStop's mad. Oh of course. Um that's where this uh industry is heading anyway. Now I think the future is trading in digital games. I think that's that's the next way. What that does you could you could go deep down the rabbit hole as you want, but I think um a, a way to do it is you have the you just revoke your rights to play the game and then hmm. you get some sort of store credit because like, that's, that's all digital gaming is it just tells the server that you're allowed to play this game you you resell your rights back to playing the game for a percentage of you know like a trading value right and then then you have that store credit to use on something else or you could even go so far as to say for every traded and copy that goes for sale for a used quote unquote digital copy. That's a little extra. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think you could, I'd very happily resell some of my digital games for a couple of bucks just to get some store credit. Like I'm never going to play this crap again. It feels like it wouldn't be like financially advantageous for them to offer that. It'd be good um, for us, but I feel like people, a lot of people don't revisit games Sure, and would love it like you would, you know. I yeah, I I agree, but I think that that's something that, I mean, it's sort of like Game Pass territory where they're not they wouldn't make money on it as a as a feature, but but I think they might though because like, would you if you've got those games that are sitting on your PS whatever or your Xbox whatever that you that you've been sitting on for over five years that you're just never going to touch again, and even if you're only going to get five bucks back for it. Would you you take yeah, it right? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Yeah. A dollar. I'd take a dollar to lose the right to play Assassin's Creed Liberation again. I'm never gonna play that game. Give me a dollar. That's great. And then and then I'm gonna be spending six seventy dollars on some digital thing. I don't know. I think I think there's there's a future for that. But anyway, um, moving on to another game adjacent news. Um, Silent Hill Ascension, um, which is not a game, but is based on a game. Is very interesting, Dylan. Do you know much about this at all? Nope. Okay, so Silent Hill Ascension is this new streaming series that's coming out. Um, but the gimmick wow. is that oh, what do they say here? Silent Hill Ascension follows multiple main characters from locations around the world, tormented by new and terrifying monsters from the world of Silent Hill. Looking in the shadows, these monsters threaten to consume people, their children, blah blah blah, do bad stuff. Um, in Silent Hill Ascension, the actions of millions will determine the outcome. That's right. Not even the project's creators know the, how the series will end. Instead, the characters' fates are in the audience's hands. So it's a episodic streaming thing, not not an episode dump. And there's um, Ascension features, quote unquote, an extensive ensemble of in, of intricately developed new characters, monsters, and locations, um, featuring all sorts of things. Um, skipping all this stuff here. Um, there's spotlighting stunning visual moments and live community driven moments, all while, all while exploring the psychological horror, blah, 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 that makes Silent Hill great. So you're going to have, a, a, this is really experimental and I love it. I, this might not work out. Um, but cause they tried it to do this, cool. they tried to do this with quantum break and it didn't work, uh, hmm. or on, on 360. And that had, that was, that was remedy. Also, that was a absolutely bonkers concept concept of that was tying the game universe into this TV show that they were making and they're supposed to influence each other based on how people played the game and how people watched the show. It was crazy. It did not work. Um, but anyway, that seems super neat to me. The The trailer looks cool. looks like Silent Hill, um, but it's, it's, it's a CG animated like a video game. It's not live action. Um, so there's going to be some sort of a user interactivity viewer interactivity element that determines the fate of these characters what do you think about that about that Dylan? that seems really cool i like the idea i, I thought it was just a cinematic trailer for a game uh, right well because that's, that's what it looks like right yeah right so 
this is coming out sometime. We don't have a hard date on it, but it is coming out um, in the coming months. And there is a movie coming out too, right? Um, there, like, aren't they rebooting it? Yeah, they're they're. they're um, I think so. Aren't they making a Who movie on Silent, Silent Hill too? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. They're rebooting this. They're rebooting the Silent Hill game, and there is a new movie coming out, and I don't know what it's called. Oh, Townfall. Sound for the Silent Hill. The Silent. God, <laughs> please stop. Um, okay, moving on to horror movie news. I'll keep you up to date on the Silent Hill Ascension thing because I think that sounds really cool. Um, anyway, filming update on Robert Eggers' Nosferatu. Uh, it's wrapped, Dylan. They're done. Yay! I am so excited for this movie. If you if you haven't heard, we've talked about it plenty of times. Starring Willem Dafoe, Bill Skarsgård, Nicholas Holt, Lily Rose Depp. Emma Corrin and the rest um, directed by Robert Eggers of the witch the lighthouse and the Northmen. obviously very atmospheric director, very, his horror bona fides are great. And I am so excited for this movie. I cannot wait. Um, it wrapped in Prague uh, a week ago after a three month shoot. Um, the film has been shot in color with a look reminiscent of 19... So, the, talking to the cinematographer Yaren Blaschke, um, it's been shot in color and has a reminiscent look of 19th century romanticism. Love whatever, that. Yes, whatever that means. <laughs> um, I... Whatever. This is going to be great. I cannot wait. I mean, we're not going to see it for a while. Um, again, they just finished filming it, so... This will be end of the year or next year project, but still exciting though. Oh yeah. So I got to keep you up to date on all the Nosferatu news. Okay, Dylan, I hope you didn't pregame because I have a, I have a test for you here. Okay. I did. Okay. What's up? Okay. You can now stay at the conjuring house and go ghost hunting on the grounds. So the, the, the house where the conjuring is uh, inspired from the Warren's house, okay. not, not the set. Um, is uh, now a, a a haunted property, quote unquote, that you can go rent. Kind of, it's a misleading title. So the real um, Warrens lived there. Yes. Um. Yes. So, um, the experiences website promises a quote unquote authentic opportunities for guests to learn about and experience paranormal phenomena. Um. Uh, as well as the well documented. Sorry, no, it's not the Warrens' house. It's the one of the houses from one of the families that they, whatever, that they exercised or whatever they do, whatever the Warrens said they did. Um, so you don't actually get to sleep in the house. So I have two questions for you, Dylan. So you get to camp. They have camping. Uh, you can go glamping outside. Um, and so I'm going to give you, how much do you think it costs? So you they, they provide you with a tent. That sleeps three or four, depending. Where is this? Um, solid question. I don't know. Okay, um, I'll guess anyway. Um, you know what? Hold on, I'll tell you. It's um, Rhode Island, Harrisville, Rhode Island. For, built in the from an authentic colonial home from 1736. I think they're asking for six hundred a night. Dylan, it's a steal at three hundred. Oh, okay. On the low end. Uh, it's not. Low end is 300, high end is 400. That's not per person, that's per tent. So if you have a four-person tent, that's $100 per person. It sounds like Michael. Oh, I know it does. I know it does. Um, but hold on. So that's just that's just the camping. So that's just okay. to sleep there. Then you have to buy a package to do the investigation where they give you ghost hunting equipment. And like, who's... Okay, look. That I'll just tell you. I'm not going to make you play, play the game. That's $190. Per person. Who's doing Who, this? No one, I hope. You gotta live close, right? Like I I, I could consider actually I don't think I would. But like, camping? No. Not not the camping. I'm out. I'm out. I could con so they have three flavors of investigation. They have I forget what they are. They have one where it's like a lead investigation, and then one where you can just like walk around the grounds, do whatever you want, and they have an overnight one. Which is the one that's 190. That's the, obviously the way to go. Um, you know, from did 7 they say glamping or did you? I said glamping. They did not say glamping. Okay. Okay. That makes me <laughs> feel a little bit better. 
No, they did not say glamping. I said glamping. Um, I hate this. This is so stupid. Is and it who's right? Authority here, like that. This is a it, and they're using inspired house. Like in what way? Well, this, this, so yeah, but it's using the Conjuring logo on the website, so that has to be legit. I assume. Um, but the website, Dylan, the descriptions like this mystical farmhouse, blah 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 blah. It's hilarious. So but anyway, the, the log the logo looks like a knockoff. Yeah, I know, but like enough that if it's if they did it, they would get sued. Though I feel like they would have to get sued. But either way, so we're gonna set up a GoFundMe for Dylan and I to go to Rhode Island to go <laughs> go glamping at the Conjuring House. Yeah, I would love this. Oh yeah, it's in this dusty old house. Okay, look, you can for four hundred dollars a night, you can rent um the Playhouse, which is a nineteen sixty eight vintage uh, trailer. Get out of here! <laughs> Absolutely not. Come on, Dylan. Uh, we got the GoFundMe up uh, promo code Uncanny. It'll it'll probably work. Um, okay. I got a couple quick horror news before we go. All right. So speaking of the conjuring, you know, insidious, I always get those movies confused. They're very similar. Yeah. Um, there's a new insidious spinoff movie coming out called thread an insidious tale starring Mandy Moore, Dylan. Interesting. And Kumail Nanjiani. Okay. Uh, right. Like it's a 50, 50 with the casting. Like, Really? And all right. Uh, we don't know much about it other than Deadline reports that, quote, the story here is that of a husband and wife, uh, Nanjiani and Moore, who enlist the help of a spell to travel back in time such that they can prevent, prevent the death of their young daughter. The consequences, of course, prove to be severe. Um, There we go. We have insidious news back to back with Conjuring news. Um. We haven't even seen Insidious 5 yet, Dylan. How can we... How can we get hyped for this one? Right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm really over this franchise. Insidious 5 looks super lame. Um, but so did Evil Dead. And that was pretty good. So It was Evil Dead was all right. Evil Dead yeah. was all right. But yes. Anyway, so there you go. We'll keep you up to date on this new Mandy Moore vehicle. Um, okay. I have two trailers to talk about very quickly. Um, okay. So one, well, neither of these are movies that are of any real import, but there's a movie coming out called mad Heidi. Um, have you heard of this Dylan before this moment before today? Nope. Not okay. before I watched the trailer today. <laughs> okay. So mad Heidi is a modern grindhouse epic according to themselves. Um, okay. that is an adaptation of the, yes, that Heidi, the, uh, Johanna Spiri's 1881 no- novel Heidi about you know that you read in school or whatever as a eight year old, um, but this is a blood soaked gore fest grindhouse type movie, and it's going to be a Fathom event one night theater sort of, so one night in theater sort of like a Terrifier two is about, or Terrifier one is about to be, and the trailer is fully ridiculous. What what did you think, Dylan? Would you go see this in theaters? No. Sorry. Oh come on. It looks so dumb and like I guess the wicked odyssey of blood and cheese puts a new spin on the classic tale of Heidi. They're too aware. I don't know. It doesn't have like it, it, it doesn't look charming to me. I you know, I get that. I get that. See, I would absolutely see this. It's coming to June twenty first. Uh we'll see if I'm free that day. Um but anyway, go check out the trailer for Mad Heidi. It is red band, so be prepared. Uh yeah. and speaking of stupid trailers, but also I kind of liked this one. So we knew what was going to happen with the success of cocaine bear. Yeah. We knew they were coming. We knew the knockoffs were coming. Cocaine shark. It's got a, got a, got a trailer. <laughs> Sorry. Cocaine, cocaine shark has a trailer out. Um, I'll read yeah. you the, I'll read you the plot synopsis here. A mafia drug Lord has unleashed a new highly addictive stimulant on the streets called HT 25. Derived from sharks held captive in a secret lab and which causes monstrous side effects. After an explosion and leak at the lab, an army of mutated bloodthirsty sharks and and other creatures are set loose on the world in VOD. Look, it looks so terrible. Like, th- imagine cocaine shark, right? It's worse than you think it is. But 
but to me, that's what makes it endearing. Is this looks to see unlike Mad Heidi, I think I think it's less um I don't know. It's 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 not trying to be um serious. Like Mad Heidi's trying to go for like a an edgy vibe. This is trying for a stupid vibe, and that's what I want. What'd you think of this trailer, Dylan? Uh, man, I don't know if I had to pick which one of these I would see. You really yeah, you gotta go you gotta go to one. You gotta go see one. I guess I would go to Mad Heidi. I feel like wow. it'd be easier to endure visually. <laughs> this one looks so cheap. It's incredible. It looks like... worse than an iPhone, uh somehow. Um right. I guess it's on purpose. Uh they're trying to make it look bad on purpose, right? Or yeah. just I don't know because like it looks like it was filmed twenty five years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because even with like modern technology, it would look better with no money, you know. Right. Why didn't they just film it on an iPhone? So it looks like they're trying to make it look bad. Uh... So, so it's coming out on VOD and DVD on July 11th. But I will tell you, did you notice the thing I noticed is the narrator? I feel like they were trying to do a Ray Liotta impression. Because he was in Cocaine Bear. He sounded a lot like he was trying to do a Ray Liotta impression. I didn't uh, notice that. To me. Um, but anyway, if you're interested, go check out the trailer for Cocaine Shark. I'm here for it. Am I actually going to watch it? Probably not. Um, if it's on Screenbox, maybe. I accidentally signed up for a year of that, so I got to get my time out of it. So I better not see you watching this, Michael. With the, with the list of movies you have. <laughs> Maybe you cannot prioritize cocaine, cocaine shark. shark. Dylan, sometimes sometimes I just want this is a movie you can scroll. I can watch TikToks while watching this entire movie. Not even like Yep. You still texting. have the Pope's Exorcist to watch. <laughs> Dylan. Dylan, I did you know what? Lori and I did watch a horror movie uh, relatively recently from 1970 something called It's Alive. <laughs> it's so bad. It's about a uh, she's possessed with like a demon baby or something and then like the baby comes out and kills like the doctors, the nurses, the mom. No, it doesn't kill the That's mom. That's cool. Oh yeah, and it looks like <laughs> it looks like you think it looks like <laughs> it's got a big head and like pointy teeth. It's alive. I like that. I'd watch but that. that. That's gonna do it for me. Let's uh, let's hear about those tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we're going to talk about The Little Mermaid 2023, uh, the new Disney live-action film that's adapting an animated film. I So what, what have we... Which ones have they done so far? So many. Jungle Book, Cinderella, Jungle Cinderella, Book, Lion King, Lion King, um, Beauty and the Beast. Oh right, uh, Cruella, which I don't really count. The mm, Maleficent, no. the Maleficent movies. Um, wow. Well, okay, just the ones that Peter are straight Pan up and Wendy came out a couple weeks ago. Michael, I don't know okay. if you watched that one. Uh, I did not. Pinocchio, um, Dumbo. Oh my God! Sorry, too many. Okay, so I've I think I've only seen Lion King. Really? I I haven't seen I didn't see Cinderella. I didn't, I saw Cruella, but that doesn't count. That's not that's not an adaptation. That's inspired by it, you know. But I didn't see Dumbo. 
I don't, I might have seen Jungle Book. I don't remember. That was a while ago, right? That was a long time ago. You didn't see Beauty and the Beast? No. I, like I, missed, that. I missed it. Interesting. Okay. I, re- I remember missing it. I was going to go with y'all, but I was sick or something. Something happened. I wasn't able to go to that one. And then we didn't review it, so it didn't matter. Okay. Um. Well, here we are. Your second Disney are. movie. Yeah. So. So you don't have a lot to compare to. No, I'm all, I'm really comparing it to Lion King, um, which was oh, a, Aladdin. You saw Aladdin. Oh, I did see Aladdin. I did see Aladdin. Okay. So, but Lion King is one of my like up there with top tier terrible theater experiences. I think you were there when the AC was out and we were in it was like a Dolby and like it was the leather seats and it was just like unbearably hot. Everybody sweaty. There's no. Yeah, good. I have a very similar experience for this one. Oh, for this one. Okay. The Disney live action curse continues. Excellent. Love to see it. All right. So what was your hype level for this, Dylan? Were you excited for this? I was actually pretty excited. Uh, I like. I was too, surprisingly. I, really I like Halle Bailey movie. a lot. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, something about it just felt different than the other ones. You know, it felt like maybe it wasn't trying to be a copy. Um, right. Mm. My favorite of these movies are when they diverge a bit. Um, Cinderella is my favorite and Cruella are my favorite ones. The Kenneth Branagh Cinderella yeah. um, and the, you know, Cruella. Um, of course. Uh, and those are like very different. Um, so those are my favorite ones. And it seemed like this was going to do that a bit. So I was pretty hyped for it. Yeah, I was too. Um, I was looking forward to it because um, as a kid, Little Mermaid was, was my second favorite animated Disney film. Uh, first one would have been Aladdin. Um, and I yeah, thought it was this up looked, there for me too. I thought this looked good. I, I thought like, I don't know Halle Bailey from anything other than this. I did see a trailer for a movie that she's in before this movie color purple color purple yeah yeah color purple um she looked good in that too um yeah but anyway um i thought she looked good um i thought this was going to be cool um and it's oh i guess spoilers spoilers for little mermaid final chance to turn away if you care about spoilers for little mermaid 2023 um it's fine for me i don't know like it's fine um, it's in the good the good range for me. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I think I liked it better than Aladdin live action. I don't. I don't think I loved that one that much. I think Will Smith was very distracting. <laughs> I might. Yeah. I might be misremembering. That might be like you know, rose colored glasses of how it used to be. Um, I don't know, but I. That's my cherry I on top. <laughs> you know what? It it did give us that, which is a great line. True. Oh. That's my cherry on top. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, So I wasn't prepared for how much of a one-to-one remake this is. Like, I wasn't... I don't... Are they all like that? Yes. Worse. They're all much worse. Okay. Okay. Um, Like, shot for shot, some of them. Like, they're more like Lion King, generally. Okay. Um, This was actually taking a lot of liberties compared to some of the others. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, I well, okay. So I haven't seen the Little Mermaid original since I was very, very young. I'm sure. So it felt identical to me. But again, that's me remembering a movie from forever ago. So when's the last time you saw the original one, Dylan? Um, maybe five or so years ago. Okay. The last the last one I saw was that live, uh, like televised. Queen Latifah event that they did. <laughs> oh God. Okay. All right. Well, well, I revisit I revisit the Disney ones every like decade or so. So it hasn't been that long. All right. Well, let's talk about um. Let's talk about the cast. Halle. Ba- let's do Halle Bailey first. Obviously, I think she's the standout. I think she was very good. She um, carried. She ca- Yes, and. I feel like we say this all the time and the movie wouldn't have worked without this person, but I think without this performance, the movie is really boring. Agreed. Well, okay. Maybe not like maybe not really boring. It's just forget it. It'd be, it'd be very forgettable seen it before. Yeah. Right. If I'd never seen this before, it's, it's fine. Um, um, but I agree. She carried, I thought she, this was the first like Disney princess live action where I thought they were better than the original. Like her voice is so much like no shade to Jody Jody Benson or I can't remember the original Ariel. Um, but like this one's just like above and beyond, like crazy, crazy vocals. Like she gives off 
just like Disney princess energy. I feel like if I saw her, that would be like your do your take, you know? She's just yeah. so perfectly cast. It's like it sucks as I feel like if she's getting um, you know, obviously criticized for casting a, a different race than the original, then like what hope does anyone have? Because she's just like so clearly she's, aerial to me. Right. She's know? so clearly good. Yeah, she's like an amazing singer, like a good actress, and like like pretty and like total package. Everything you energy. Want. Like, there's nothing else you could ask. For, no, so. there's no notes. It's a little disheartening, <laughs> but right. um, she was she she carried like I thought she would. Um, what about uh Jonah Howard King as uh Eric Dylan? What do you think about him? Okay, so originally he wasn't doing it for me in the trailer. I was like, what is this? Um, but I thought. And originally, Michael Harry Styles was up for this role. I which, saw that. I in also, hindsight, I'm very glad they didn't do that. I that would have been a uh, a wild time. But yeah, I didn't get like very much Prince Eric energy from him. Um, but then upon seeing the movie, I think they had pretty good chemistry, Halle Bailey and him. So I think that's probably what they went off of. You know, I'm so, sure they had good chemistry reads. I didn't like him in the first little bit of the movie as the sailor, as he's interacting with his crew and stuff. I thought it was just very like formula, you know, like a very, um, by numbers, Disney, Disney boy, you know? Yeah. But I, he really grew on me. Like I thought like he and his interactions with Haley, Halle Bailey were super good. Um, I liked him. I thought he was good. I thought he did really well. Um, Javier Bird. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I thought he was another improvement because really Eric has like, it's pretty nothing much nothing in the yeah. in the like animated one, but in this one they made him like also an explorer, and um they gave they made him more of a foil to to Ariel with his own collection and his own desires to like break out of like they 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 gave him like a mom in this one, and um I like yeah. how they like mirrored each other. You know, it made them seem I think like so too. it made them it one like criticism of the Little Mermaid is that they just fall in love for no reason. You know. Right. Um, but this one gave them something to connect over and I thought that was right. like a really good decision. That was my favorite change was all the added Prince Eric stuff. I agree. Um, Melissa McCarthy. Okay. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a Melissa McCarthy stan. Uh-huh. Um, I thought she did. I thought she did a good job. She was fine. Uh, it didn't, I, it wasn't like, like away. right. It didn't blow the doors down, but like it, it did what it needed to do. Her makeup. Michael is awful. They did her so dirty in this movie. There's like a big hullabaloo too online because uh, you can just read up on the makeup artist. It's not good. Um, okay. But like uh, she just, I thought she just looked so bad and it nothing to do with Melissa McCarthy. It was like very disappointing because Ursula is like my favorite Disney villain. She's supposed to be like, and she's dragon. She's like inspired by a drag queen. Um, she's supposed to be like fabulous and like, chewing the scenery and like just right. like visually striking you know like purple and with right. like huge like drag makeup and she's just kind of like melissa mccarthy with tentacles you know it, it and didn't a little do bit of eyeshadow me. yeah it did not do enough for me but i think right. she did i think she over like she over delivered she did as much as she could and the poor unfortunate soul sequence was pretty good yeah i agree i agree with all of that um I think the remainder of any anybody else worth talking about um, the voices the animals, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I liked I okay. Look, I don't know if this is a hot take. I haven't talked to anybody, but I loved Aquafina as Scuttle. I thought she was great. I yeah, she's fun. I always like Aquafina though, so I, I I'm not surprised. I don't I don't know if that's like I even like the rap. The I thought the rap was hilarious. I, so, I, I mean, in in the worst possible way. Is it actually good? No, I think I kind of hated it, but I had I loved it in the theater. Yeah, it made a lot. I I alluded to it last week. That I listened to the soundtrack, and it kind of made me worried. Um, Scuttlebutt was not this, the name of the song. Was not uh, doing it for me on Spotify. No way. But it did, no way. It, it, did would. Make, it did make a lot more sense within the context of the movie. Like it's supposed to be bad, you know. Right. So. Like I could understand it, and it's like it does serve like a storytelling uh, purpose. So I'm like, I'm more on board with Scuttle, but I'm never gonna seek it out and listen to it. But um, it was oh, no. like cute in the moment. In the moment, I loved it. That was my song of the movie. Um, 
I thought, you know. <laughs> I loved it. Um, <laughs> David Diggs was Sebastian. Jacob Tremblay. Fine. Yeah, fine. Um, Jacob Tremblay was Flounder. I actually thought Flounder was pretty good. Really gave annoying little brother energy, like really, really well. So I love Flounder. Um, I, I like, I go back and forth between how Flounder should look. Like sometimes things look a little too realistic, but like it's like a that. live action. So like, what do you want it to be? Like a cartoon fish, like this is right. how it has to be. Um, but Flounder was cute. I liked it. I like Flounder. Okay. Um, I will say I thought the CG was atrocious. When the movie started and you see all the mermaids swimming with their tails or whatever, it's like this looks real bad. I thought it looked really, really bad. I did not like it one bit. Interesting. I don't feel that way. Okay. I got used I to it. I thought it ranged I thought it ranged from okay from like decent to kind of bad. You know, I I agree with you to some extent, but I was never like. That was my first thought. My first impression of the movie is how bad these tails look. Um, it's better than like Aquaman. I don't know. Like, is it? I don't know. It's, it's not. I think it's like goes Aquaman than than Little Mermaid than Avatar: Way of Water. You know. Right. Well, I mean, way up there is Avatar: Way of Water. Yeah. Um. What else? What's negative? I mean, I I feel bad dumping on it. This is a children's movie. Like it is a children's I, so movie. I felt ancient, by the way. So I'm there by myself on Memorial Day, and there's kids all over the theater. Oh, I'm I'm a, yeah. I'm a 37 year old adult man sitting there by myself with in Dolby. Well, all the kids are running and screaming, watching The Little Mermaid, and I'm just yeah. like, "What am I doing here?" You sit down with us. That's yeah, why. I felt. Mm. We went at 10:15 at night in Goldgate. Yeah. <laughs> Was anybody playing all, Fortnite that time? All adults. There were lots of phones, Michael. I'm not going to Golfgate ever again. Um, wow. Hot, uncleaned, like not an ounce of trash. I had to like take the trash out of my cup holder, you know? Oh, um, no. And hot, sticky, gross. Maybe they were like doing the Caribbean theme. I don't know. I hated it. <laughs> was it a um, Dolby? Yes. And the Dolby sucked. The, the projector was awful. It wasn't a real Dolby even. Wow. I, I I there's no redeeming qualities for AMC Golf Point Dolby anyway. Um, wow, but I don't want to criticize too the, much. The first Colony least... Dolby is really good. Yes, yeah, there's lots of good out, AMC come Dolby's. Though that was the one good screen at Dunvale. They're, they had a good Dolby there. Um, right, but okay, but we could say some negative things. Uh, I, like I said, like we can preface by saying like I'm glad the movie exi- exists. I know it means a lot to a lot of people. You know. It's yeah. like super groundbreaking and it's like it is like I a agree. really solid film, I think. Um, especially for kids. Like I, I would right. eat this up I'm, as a child. Right. This is not I, this is not for me. You yeah. know, this is movies not made for me. It is for me. I'd rewatch it. I'd put it on as a comfort watch. But um I thought the world building of Atlantica was like some of the worst <laughs> I've ever seen. There were like no buildings. It was just like a rock that they would sit on sometimes. I was like, what's are there other mermaids? There, are there an arch? Like, I know we got like a flash of other mermaids a little bit, and then the sisters of the seven seas, which I'm like, I guess King Triton's just a hoe because they all right. look like so vastly different. Did they even um, say his name in the movie? Did they even call him King Triton? They just called him they Dad. Did. I don't remember them even doing that at all. That's another thing. He was Daddy in the animated one, but Daddy, I love him. Um, yeah, it was he was always Daddy, and now he's Father in this one, and Dad. I was like, no, 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 no. At he's the end, daddy. when she was like, "I love you, Father," I was like, missed opportunity. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the world building was awful i'm sorry i hate it I, the, I agree i know it's budget and they're like we can't give you a hundred mermaids in a castle like we do in the other things but like that's just not happening right it it was like pretty atrocious to me but like luckily we only spent a few minutes there so it was <laughs> fine um everything my my biggest complaints is like everything is a comparison to me to the animated one, like how lively it is. And like, it's hard to like get past those barriers. Like every, almost every ensemble, like song number was better, um, more lively. Like Sebastian was so much more, I don't want to say animated, but right. I get you vivacious. And like, everything (laughs) was just muted in this one. So it, I get that. It's hard not to see it sometimes as like the diet version, you know? Um, Right. But other I, than that, I, I, I think it's that. like perfectly serviceable. Yeah. What what a what a heartwarming description. Your yeah, how was your movie? It was serviceable. I mean No, no, no. I agree with you. I agree with you. And it's not 
it's not bad. I didn't hate it. I just I don't think I'll ever watch it again. It's fine. Um, it's it's I will say it's like I would say Herculean or like impossible to make a live action version of a cartoon that's like visually and like energy wise better. You know, right. I don't see how you can do that. I just don't unless you put like three hundred million dollars into it. So right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but Dylan, so I went to go see it in Dolby. Did you get your collectible item for going to see? You know, it? they didn't give us anything. Dylan, they didn't get cleaning service even. I'm, I'm, I've get? got it. I've got it right here. I've got my collectible ticket, Dylan. Ooh, collectible. Like poster, actually, it's just a ticket. It's just a piece of cardboard with a Spotify link where I can listen to the soundtrack. It is just a postcard. I was like, what do I do with this? Some Little Mermaid fan will love that, though. You know, maybe so. I'm telling you, people, Michael, people are obsessed with this movie. Like, like the so, fans and the kids are like are absolutely living. Good, good for them. And so, yeah. so the opposite of what we expected to happen with the Rotten Tomatoes happened. So, have you have you looked at it? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So the critics are 68. The audience is 95. Like, yeah. I would expect this to get review bombed. Yes. Like, well, they do, they do a lot to um, mitigate that. Now. I think they shut off the reviews. They tweeted about it today because they noticed suspicious activity or something, Ah. meaning the same IP address, making lots of accounts and reviewing it. Um, But imagine that's your life. First of all, imagine you're the person that's sitting around and botting the little mermaid get real problems <laughs> like anyway go on like i truly can't i can't <laughs> even like begin to have any compassion for being mad at a black mermaid it doesn't make any right. sense to me oh, um, Dylan, but she's <laughs> don't get God. it uh, uh, anyway <laughs> yeah, go on like nobody can at least see an angle but this no. one no not at all like what what are you doing um anyway uh 16% is good for these movies. Uh, they're yeah. almost all rotten. Um, Lion King, Aladdin, stuff like that. So I, I see why I got that. And then I see why the 95% because that's like the people that that gave it a thumbs up. I don't, I thought it would have a higher RT because that means a lot of them thought it was literally rotten, which I wouldn't agree with, but I don't know. Here we are. Yeah. Um, let's review it, Dylan. Let's review it. Okay. I'm ready. Um, so I, I what would you give the first one? Like like just, the original Little Mermaid? Yeah, not not like officially. I know you didn't rewatch it to give it a review, but like in my mind, that's a that's a five star classic. But again, I watch it as a you know a single digit yeah. child. You I know. feel the same way. It's five stars, but that's it's got like a weird story, like a not very good story. You know, it's like right. not really, but to me it's five stars. Right. <laughs> so I yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how it would compare, but I'll go first. I'm giving this three stars. Which is pretty good, and yeah, I, I think it's a positive review. I think the bar for something like this—I don't think this movie was ever going to be more than like four, for me. It could have been for me. I wonder so if I like have—I wonder if I have a any four-star rated animated films, Avatar: Way of Water. It's animated. There you go. Um, I gave it a three and a half which is respectable so yeah also a positive review um i would recommend it like really to everyone i feel like anyone could enjoy this movie get some kind of enjoyment out of it um i think it's a good theater watch uh people get really into it you know yeah uh especially like these opening weekends um and then yeah they were really into it at my theater i think it will like i think it will be timeless in the sense that it's like groundbreaking representation wise. And it's like a super easy to just put on and like, it's like a babysitting movie. It's a laundry yep. movie. It's like, it's just it's everything like, you needed to be. There's literally nothing like offensive about it right. to, to us. Anyway, it's just yeah, like, a, I, I think it should be, um, everybody should watch it. It's good. Especially if you like the type of thing, if, if you're an adult and you've never seen the little mermaid and you don't care for little, for Disney movies, it's probably not going to be it for you. If you have no magic or wonder in your heart, then maybe yeah. you won't like it. If you're soulless. <laughs> um, did Hyde like it? He'd never seen the original. Did yeah, he, he like liked it? it. 
Well, there yeah, you go. we all we all enjoyed it. We all had a good time, despite the circumstances. Right. <laughs> despite. Despite AMC trying to take it away from me. Wow. Okay. Well, that's gonna do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan, and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Bye, bye. Thanks for sticking around for the mid credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.